What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Messy Roots Podcast. Podcast. Um, this is part four um, of the Messy Roots Podcast and uh, of Son of the Hustle series with my dad. And I'm just really grateful for all of the messages that you all have sent and shared about my dad, which, I mean, it wasn't, like, a lot, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not about to sit up and be like, oh, my God, I couldn't read them all. No, I was able to respond to every last one of them. Um, no, but it was very, very good, and I really, really do appreciate all of the messages, all of the things that you all shared, um, the things that touched you. And so um, in this episode, we really go deeper into my dad's past and my dad's history um, and how it connects to mine. And I, I think like what this episode is really, what it's really about is the patterns um, that you see in your own life, but also the patterns that you see in your family, whether they are good or bad and acknowledging the things in your life that you had no control over, but if it wasn't for those things, you wouldn't be here. So I'm excited for you all to listen. Last one, you all. So I hope you all enjoy it. This is me and my dad. Final one. Let's go. I would love for you to share, um, just because we only have limited time. We have to do this again because you have so many different things to talk about and stuff. But I would love for you to give advice, two different types of, well, almost three different types of advice. How did you raise like a queer kid? So like you, you raise a queer kid, but also, yeah. Okay. So let's start with that question. That, That was so easy. It, it was so easy because, see, you say queer. Yeah. Uh, my wife don't like you saying queer, and some people don't either. Some people don't. Some yeah, people I don't, know. Yeah, that is true. Queer. That's true. Because when we grew up, man, queer was such a nasty. It was. That's what they said. word. Yeah. Oh. What? That's my, oh, that's my net Asian name. Oh, he put up the thing for you. Uh-huh. Okay, well, keep oh, on yeah, talking. I can. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, see how nice your neighbors are, man? Yeah, very nice. My, uh, he put up yeah. my garbage can for <laughs> Now what were we talking? Okay. Yeah. Okay. The queer. Yes. Okay. But uh, you, some people don't like that word. That is true. Yeah. The thing about it, it was is, bad word like growing up uh, for some folks. And yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something on your broadcast. I never ever grew up. Yeah. My father was was uh, bisexual. Mm-hmm. So I grew up with the bisexual father. Mm. So and, it, and so therefore I got to see mm-hmm. both sides. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And. Mm-hmm. One of the things my mother taught me was, and I saw, and I also had a brother that was gay. Mm-hmm. And so I saw how my mother lived her life and how she handled things. Mm. And then what she did was the first thing when she realized that my brother at the time, she taught all of us how to cook mm-hmm. and everything like that and taught us how to be husbands. Mm-hmm. For our wives, my mother taught me how to be a husband, mm-hmm. which is a good and a bad thing. Bad thing, women try to take advantage of that. <laughs> the good thing is, my wife loved it, mm-hmm. okay, because she know what well, you know. That's another story. Mm-hmm. But however, <laughs> I saw how my brother, how my mother handled life with my brother, mm-hmm. and when she took my brother to the doctor, mm-hmm. and even back then. 
the doctor told my mother mm-hmm. my brother had more female hormones mm. than he did male. Hmm. And so that was the first time I had learned that there was two types of gays. Mm-hmm. There are people who just, like, mm-hmm. uh, there are men who like men. Mm-hmm. And then you have people who have an imbalance in mm-hmm. their uh, hormones. Mm-hmm. And you transition to a woman. Well, see, when my brother did yeah. that, one thing I loved about my brother mm-hmm. was because I hung out with him and I mm-hmm. got to know him. And mm-hmm. I got to see how my mother, I even hung out with his friends. Mm-hmm. And and I got, you know, because my mother never did not, our door was open to everybody. Mm-hmm. So my brother's friends mm-hmm. got to come over. Mm-hmm. So I, which later on helped me as an epidemiologist in venereal disease control mm-hmm. because I was able to talk to gay people. Because why I wasn't afraid of gay people mm-hmm. because I was grew up. God helped me to be mm. versatile. That's so good. So yeah. then when it was me, it, it was I, easy because I, you already. Oh yeah. I, I, it, was, it wasn't even no. It, when, when, I, I knew you was gay before you knew you was gay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what parents always say. And it is true. And, and, and I'll, I'll never forget it because at that time, me and your mom, we were separated. Uh-huh. I was down in the projects. <laughs> and, and you came home from college. And yes. I, and she brought you to the apartment and she said, Look at him. And I said, oh, I, he, He's gay. What's the problem? Uh, and she said, She thought I was going to get upset and everything. Mm-hmm. My Milana was with you. They thought that I was I was going to, oh, oh, I was going to, yeah. they thought I was going to uh, act a fool. But then they didn't know that. I had been working on this for years. Mm. So it takes years for parents when they know to and do the work. What work do, did you do? Okay. to do to do Because some parents need to know this. Yeah. Because what it was was what what I what what I showed you was mm-hmm. I showed you uh it all started in tennis. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. one of the other little white uh Caucasian guys was mm-hmm. gay. Mm-hmm. And you and him were friends. Mm-hmm. It was cool. And I explained to you, and you like frowned at me. Mm-hmm. Actually, you really got a little upset at me. <laughs> Probably but, did. But, but, yeah, you got upset <laughs> me about. And I was trying to explain what I told. And I and I always wanted you to know was, you had three strikes against you. Mm-hmm. I never let you not. And you looked at me all the time like three strikes. Mm-hmm. And I would say, Mario, you're black. Mm-hmm. You're a male. Mm-hmm. You're a Christian. Mm-hmm. And you're gay. And you used to look at me mm-hmm. and just smile. <laughs> <laughs> because, I, and I showed uh-huh. you, uh-huh. and I was harder on you mm-hmm. because I wanted you to see. Yeah. So that if you that could worked. Because if you could take yeah. my shit. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I was a thug, and you knew that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, hey, gang bang, baby. I was known in the streets, carrying yeah. a pistol. Come on, man. All right. <laughs> come on, you knew all of it, man. Right. You know, you see, you hustled. We had company come over to the house. You didn't even know I was selling weed. Right, right, okay. Right. I, I was selling weed right for, out under your <laughs> grandmother and grandfather's nose. <laughs> around in the community. Didn't nobody uh, know. Because uh-huh. I was taught how not yeah. to look like. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just because you're a drug dealer, don't have to look like a mm-hmm. drug dealer. Come on. Mm-hmm. All you knew was I was popular. 
Mm-hmm. Had lots of friends. And a lot of people came over. <laughs> a lot of people came over. <laughs> so, um, no, that's good. So you would say, we got, we'll definitely have to go back to that right. another, another time episode stuff. time. Yeah. But so, therefore, I was already broken. So, yeah. therefore, and, and you know what? And and, mm-hmm. and it hurted me. Mm-hmm. And what I need to tell parents is, mm-hmm. it's tough love. Mm-hmm. Because I had to prepare you. Mm-hmm. But I also realized that the relate what I was developing mm-hmm. and, and, and God and I was just doing what God told me to do. And I also just had that faith that mm-hmm. and because of Mark, your older brother, mm-hmm. was deceased. Mm-hmm. And the relationship I had with him mm-hmm. and how that he was the first and how since he was five years old. And how he helped me be a father. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I didn't make those mistakes with you. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. He helped me be a father. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was just, it, it was just so remarkable because I was out there hustling, man. Mm-hmm. He made his mother mm-hmm. give him the phone, give me my phone number. Mm-hmm. And he called me mm-hmm. and said, come get me. Mm-hmm. And I came and got him. Mm-hmm. And when I came and got him, because my stepfather, who I consider my father, was also a hustler and taught me how to hustle mm-hmm. and make it don't look like and also taught me the best hustlers are the ones with jobs and not are educated. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I tried to pass this on to mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And I hung out and went everywhere with my father. I mm-hmm. did. I went in the bar. I, Man, it was just something. I'd be the only 15-year-old in the bar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hung out with Don King. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Who is Greybeard? My mama asked me to, um, or Grey Boy, or something like that. Hold on, let me let me pull up my notes. My mama told me to ask you that on the podcast. Um, Grey Dad. Oh, <laughs> Grey Dad. Oh, my God. <laughs> Grey Dad. Your mother wants me wants me to tell you about a friend of mine. Everybody, yeah. When I was back selling drugs and stuff, Cookie <laughs> uh-huh. Glover, hmm. James Glover, he's hmm. deceased now. Man, that was my oh uh, man. I, I I have a picture. That was my ace boom coon man. Hmm. And Gray Dad's people uh, was they were big time. Mm-hmm. You know, they were they were from Cleveland. They were here, but they had the meeting place, the bar, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? And our drugs and stuff was coming from New York and Florida and stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, Copeland, the reason, that, and it was funny because uh, I'm it Copeland was the detective at, at East Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Your mother, your see your mother. Wow, man, your mother saw all this. I forget about <laughs> that. Your mother got memories. Uh-huh. And Copeland was the East was was East Cleveland police. Mm-hmm. He was the detective, always chasing us. He was the, he knew what we was. He was from the hood. He was the boy who became the good guy mm-hmm. and became the police. He was a dirty cop too. But anyway, <laughs> Gray Dad and them had the meeting place uh-huh. over in East Cleveland, mm-hmm. and I'm surprised your mom and, and they were and they also had mm-hmm. a home in Florida. Mm, so that's how y'all was able to get y'all stuff then, or now my stuff can't believe I'm a my my <laughs> stuff came when I was working at J. 
I got turned out. Since you want to bring it up. No. I, 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 on the podcast, I got turned out by a white boy. Really? That's interesting. Robert Tunney. Really? They called him Tonto. I was an epidemiologist up at J. Glenn Smith Health Center uh-huh. on St. Clair <laughs> Avenue. Like, and I met these white inflation. boys uh-huh. who was, who, who, his father was also Officer Tunney. Mm-hmm. I mean, I shouldn't even, I'm just going to tell it. Mm. Everybody not going to know. Anyway, his father was a detective for the Cleveland Police Department. Mm. Robert Tunney was also, his son was, was Tonto. Mm. That all your weed and stuff came out of Ohio State. Mm. The university. Ohio State University, Athens, down there. Everybody knew all these fine people. One day, this boy come in, beard, long hair. He got a job at J. Glenn Smith Health Center as an epidemiologist. Mm. This is how your father became a drug dealer. <laughs> okay. Seriously. That's interesting. I, I, let me, yeah. I, I'm t- and so, yeah. he was already selling, these boys were selling weed and stuff. Mm. He went to South America, mm-hmm. set up his own company of leather goods. My weed was coming straight off the boat from South America. They were mm. calling me Bomal back then. Mm. Okay. And the weed was coming in through our clothing company. I was going to get a clothing company with these guys, my own store. Mm-hmm. And I had met him at, okay. How I got turned out was my mm-hmm. friends smoked weed. Mm-hmm. And we had never got weed like these white boy weed. Okay? Mm. You get, there's a difference. You get white boy weed and you get ghetto weed. <laughs> Slum weed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. These boys were getting top flight straight off South America, from South America. I was smoking Acapulco Gold and stuff like that <laughs> um, in the 70s, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man. So, it's wild. It is. So, guess what? I was coming over. His, I, so, I was getting, because my friends who smoked weed, mm-hmm. said, damn, man, where you getting this weed from? Mm-hmm. I said, I got a white boy I'll get the weed from. They say, what? I said, come on, man. Get some mm-hmm. I was buying so much weed from this white boy mm-hmm. for my friends. He said, man, I'm tired of you coming over my house. It makes it look bad. Mm. I have too much company now. Mm. Take this pound of weed, mm-hmm. sell it, bring me back $300. And when you get, I mean, it was, I, I, yes, well. I, I mean, I had A1. And so yeah, that's how I got started. And yeah. then my friend Gerald, I, I, got, I got a scale because mm. I didn't know nothing about it. I, I remember the it. scale. Okay. I think you're That's the only thing I knew <laughs> I kept was the scale. scale. <laughs> <laughs> and because why? Mm-hmm. I, in the hood, they dealt mm-hmm. in nickels and dimes. Mm-hmm. I dealt with, with white people, real life, mm-hmm. drug dealers who mm-hmm. dealt in weight. Mm-hmm. Me and my friends were the ones who helped convert to weight. Mm. We stop, We don't sell nickels and dimes. If you ain't buying grams and half grams, ounces. You can't see me. Mm. And so there, that's how it got started. But I, I I think like that's, to me, in my opinion, I think like that's a version of leadership. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't look at like drug dealers and people who are in games as like leadership. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. But what you have to do is, yeah. what I showed them was, mm-hmm. and if you look up, you'll mm-hmm. find out. And this is one of the reasons why mm-hmm. they got rid of boot camp because of loyalty. We mm-hmm. taught those boys in boot camp loyalty. Mm-hmm. Why are you? And I told them in my neighborhood, we yeah. don't allow on St. Clair. Mm-hmm. We don't allow other mm-hmm. people to come in our neighborhood. 
and mess up our neighborhood. You can't sell dope on St. Clair if you're not from St. Clair. Why y'all let these other people come in y'all neighborhood? Mm. And then rule number two, we don't allow no robbing in our neighborhood, and we mm. don't allow no raping in our neighborhood. Mm. We're not going to come up in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And, and and do these things. Mm. Okay? Mm-hmm. You're not coming up on St. Clair. It's not happening. Mm. And, and 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 what happened was, even before I got in boot camp, mm-hmm. the kids used to laugh. And, and I used to tell them, I said, and this is how I, hey, and this is how mm-hmm. would help me lead me into getting to those kids. Mm-hmm. And I was telling them, we don't do that. Mm-hmm. I said, let me tell you something. I said, one time, man, I was standing out in front of my house. This boy come by the car and threw his trash out the window. I ran up there and I stopped that car. And I said, nigga, if you don't put that trash in your <laughs> mm-hmm. car, man, you don't be thug old you where you live and throw trash. Mm-hmm. That's real. And then guess what happened? What? <laughs> A voice in the back said, that was me. Mm. The boy I had did it to ended up in boot camp. Mm. And the kids was like, Damn. Mr. Shaw, you you don't only talk it, you walk it. Mm-hmm. And so that's mm-hmm. how the bond authentic formed. authentic leadership, honestly. Authentic. And then I showed them yeah. how they said, Mr. Yeah. Shaw, you still hustling? I said, and I never lied to him. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't fuck with crack. I don't fuck with uh, well, mm-hmm. You can, you can okay. say that. Yeah. I, I told him I don't sell nothing addicting. Mm-hmm. Can't mm-hmm. nobody come up to me and say they sold their pampers because they didn't get pampers for their kids because they wanted a, a half an ounce of mm-hmm. weed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, <laughs> you don't never hear that. You'll never You'll hear never that. Hear that. Yeah, okay, true. so it that's is. why I sell weed. Mm-hmm. They knew it. I mm-hmm. said, I, I said, I'm a hustler to the day I die. I'm a, I'm thorough. Mm-hmm. I was born this way. Mm-hmm. Okay, my father taught me. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't know how to hustle. And what happened was in boot camp, because mm-hmm. it was such a variety, they called themselves being slick. Mm-hmm. They figured they was going to dump all their undesirables mm-hmm. into boot camp. Because mm-hmm. one of the stipulations for boot camp was you had to be a first-time offender. But guess what they did? Because they didn't want the program to be successful because mm-hmm. they make money off kids going where? To jail. They mm-hmm. really don't want to rehabilitate the kids. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I let the kids mm-hmm. know that. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I said, do you mm-hmm. know crime pays? Mm-hmm. And I'm making $21 an hour off you. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I showed them that. I said, look at y'all. Y'all mm-hmm. leaders. I said, you're businessmen. The only problem is mm-hmm. your product, what you're selling is illegal. Mm-hmm. Take that same knowledge mm-hmm. and go out on somebody's job. You could be a supervisor. Mm-hmm. You're already running a crew. That's true. I think, honestly, that's how, although I never had to sell drugs or anything like that, I feel like that what you learned is how I show up in my leadership. Like, And that's why I wanted to interview you because I, I do believe that, one, you need to know your story, right. where you come from, and then, two... For people to be able to hear where I got my leadership Shit, from. Right. Yeah, because a lot of people think, oh, you you know, and yeah, you could go to Harvard and there's mm-hmm. universities and things like that. But yes, you could learn from anybody. And that's what I wanted for people to hear and, from you. And one of the Now things, close out though. What okay, is your okay. closing leadership thing? Because I have to make a flight. <laughs> oh yeah, you have to make a flight. We're going to continue this. Yeah, be what sure. What made me realize how 
how worthy my work was and how much people really envied me mm-hmm. and how I really was. When I was, um, remember when I was working at, at the church mm-hmm. and I was uh, um, helping people find jobs, yeah. women find jobs and stuff. Mm-hmm. One of The deacon, I can't think of his name right now, he came to me and he told me, he said, Melford, I admire you. Mm-hmm. And I said, admire me? I said, I'm trying to be like you. I'm trying mm-hmm. to, he said, he said, Malfred, you got something I can never, ever be or do. Mm. He said, you get to go everywhere. Mm. He said, I can't go everywhere. Mm-hmm. I said, what do you mean? He said, you can go down in the hood. Mm-hmm. And then when you leave the hood, you go out here with all these doctors and lawyers and fit just right in. Mm-hmm. He said, I go down in the, a recruiter. Mm-hmm. And he said, that's the reason why I'm hiring you for a recruiter. Mm-hmm. He said, then you can come down here in the hood and go in the barbershops and kick it and cuss. Mm-hmm. And then go back and somebody like, is that the same, brother? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's probably because of all of the things that you learned growing up and being versatile. But I, but see, yeah. I thought I was doing, but that's what God yeah. gave me and taught me those gifts so I could go out there yeah. and help people. Well, I think that's very good. So that God could go out there. I mean, so that you could go out there. Well, God was out there. He'd go out there so and work God, through yeah. you. God worked through and, you. And, yeah. and, 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 you know. Yeah. It is good. Well, thank you. I appreciate this. this so anytime you want to do part two. I definitely. We're going to have to do, do part, part two. two. Well, this is going to be breaking up into broken up into different parts. Okay. And then we're going to. So we there'll be another version of part this. Of it and then I can, yeah. We can tell you how. You know, I, I could uh, uh, really, uh, one of the things that, uh, like, I, you know, what I like to do is, and really, mm-hmm. because there's school, no yeah. help, the yeah. school for uh, for the kids, yeah. I talk to you about that. And the other one is, I don't see any programs mm-hmm. for parents with, with uh, mm-hmm. gay kids. No, there isn't any. There isn't, no. and I've been trying. Well, there probably is, but you don't I see don't a know, lot. I don't yeah. know, I don't know any. And I yeah. know we have the fatherhood program. Yeah. So is there anyone, and yeah. I would love to be involved, or anyone out there yeah. who would love to sit down and we could start something, a yeah. program to help yeah. parents. Yeah, yeah. So they want children, I so like they'll that. learn how to, I think to that's cope, good. so I could pass that knowledge on also. I think that's good. That's a good thing. So if any of your listeners or someone, or God, <laughs> yeah. I just felt like I had to say Yeah, that that's that good. Moment. That's good. You know, because, man. Because yeah. yeah. I, want, I want everybody to, especially our experience. Yeah, yeah. And, and too, because now, being an adult, it's the best. But mm-hmm. if that foundation was laid, and mm-hmm. like we can say, I'm your father, you're mm-hmm. my son, mm-hmm. but most of all, we can say we're mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm. That is true. And, and, and best friends. Best friends. Best friends. Man. Yes. That's and that yeah. and that's and and that's something a lot of parents don't have. Yeah. They wish they had. Even some people say you can never be a mm-hmm. friend to your kids. Mm-hmm. That's because they don't know how mm-hmm. and they weren't taught. And maybe mm-hmm. we could come up with something to teach them. That'll be how good. To, how to be friends with their kids. I think that'll be good. You know? Yeah. Well, I love See you. you. Wouldn't want to be you. Okay. Well, I love you. <laughs> I love you. And I, you know I love you. Man. Yes. And we'll we'll talk this another. This was great, man. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. I enjoyed it.
Wow, 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 wow. Yes, <laughs> this episode may have been longer than traditionally, like, how long my episodes are, but I think that um, you get the point. You get the gist of why I continue to allow my dad to speak, even though I had to catch a flight. Um, but I think, um, what I love is how my dad, uh, is continuing to be inspired, um, to continue to do the things that he feel like that he is called to do the things that he wants to do in order to make this world a better place. And I just find it to be just so peaceful and just so beautiful. And I think that as long as we're breathing, um, continue to hustle, continue to go hard on the things that you know is going to make this world a better place. Because you deserve it and the world needs you. Like, we need you right now. Um, and so I think that that's the best thing about The Son of the Hustle is that out of all four parts of this series, this one was my favorite one in this series. This one is my favorite one because of the fact that I was truly able to understand the impact and the importance of how I even got here and if it wasn't for this and if it wasn't for this things that I had no control of right like I wouldn't be here today and that just humbles me so I love y'all for free continue to follow me Marjvon Marjvon.com and don't forget to check out missyroos.org we're offering so many different um, leadership and coaching opportunities we have a coaching class that's coming up which is just super, super fun. It'll start, the fall cohort will start in, in uh, the fall, September uh, the 6th. Um, and so I hope that you could join that as well. Um, but yes, love y'all for free. Continue to follow me, Marjvon, Marjvon.com. And you can look up the other stuff on messyroots.org. Thank y'all.